This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of the lifelong guidelines and life skills. We're going to continue our conversation about transition points for students at the school. So we've done a podcast on pre-K to K, and now we're going to look at a transition from fifth grade to sixth grade or from lower school or elementary school to middle school or upper school. And so we've got two teachers joining us today to talk about that transition from fifth grade to sixth grade. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today our fifth grade teacher, Megan King, and one of our sixth and seventh grade teachers, Kim Jordan. I I should say one of our fifth grade teachers. We have two. And they are here today to talk about the transition period from fifth grade to sixth grade. Major transition that's going on in kids' lives is they're making that move from going from elementary school to middle school. And although it's nice here on our campus of being one school, it's still a major transition and there's a lot of changes that happen uh, in the kids, both in their brains and in their body with hormones and then just in the way the classrooms are ran and that sort of thing. So we wanna talk about that and talk about what we do to help that transition go as smoothly as possible. And we've learned some things along the way. Um, Every year we're looking at how to make that transition better for our students. And I think we've made some really good uh, changes along the way to, to help our students go through that. So before we get started, this is the first time both Megan and Kim have joined our podcast, so I want to give them a chance to uh, tell a little bit about yourself and where you kind of came from to get to CBA. So we'll start with you, Megan, and then we'll go to Kim. Uh, hello, I'm super excited to be here. So I came to CBA a year and a half ago, and I was brought here by the wonderful Miss Katie Murren. Um, met her at the gym and she told me about this place and I was just really excited for the way that CBA was going in the educational world and knew this was where I wanted to be. Uh, before here was COVID and I was homeschooling my two boys who currently attend CBA and before that I was actually a top preschool for four years. Um, so lots of times in school in different grades, but um, yeah, I absolutely love what is what is happening here at CBA, and it's such a good place to be a part of this community. That's awesome. And Kim, what about you? Hi, I'm Kim Jordan. I was a high school mathematics teacher for 10 years in Blount County Schools. I knew of all the amazing things that CBA was doing. I was not intentionally applying for CBA. I was coming for a pre-K visit for my son Chandler and Dr. Bruce was one of my college professors and I reached out to her and said hey I'm going to be on campus touring with Chandler I'd love to see you and she said hey would you like to teach here so um January 2021 was when I started so mid-year so yeah it's funny how that works out right yes <laughs> there are definitely plans in place for us so. absolutely so both of you guys came to the school about the same time then yeah um, and both in the kind of middle point of a year when you joined the faculty and staff. So that was a unique experience for both of you to go through. Um, we're glad to have both of you on campus. And, and as you've made that transition to be part of CBA, um, it's that unique role of, of being that transition point for the last group to be in, in elementary. And I know you guys own that very well. <laughs> Um, and you take a lot of pride in that, I know, with your fifth graders. And then being that first, and, and we do a little unique thing with sixth and seventh grade, if we loop them so they have the same four teachers for two years to help them in that process of becoming part of the upper school and, and all the great things that happen there. So, Megan, let's start with you and just talk about the, the things that you guys do as fifth grade that is kind of that um, either they've gotten to that point where they're mature enough to do this kind of thing or you guys are, are doing this as a process of getting them ready for the next phase of their life going to sixth grade what are some things that come to your mind when you think about that of like your fifth grade I know you call them your fifth grade babies but they're not babies anymore 
But when you look at your fifth graders, what are some things that you are excited to do with them because they're fifth graders and you can do something maybe with them different that they've not experienced in elementary school? Um, so one of the things that we really focus on, especially at the beginning of the year, is um, kind of something that I say in my room is your vibe attracts your tribe. And it kind of talks about building the relationships. One of the things I love about CBA is our life skills and lifelong guidelines and how much we really have the kids work on relationships, especially as they're moving from fifth grade to sixth grade. Relationships are such a big, a big goal or big relationships are really important to have when you're moving from lower school to upper school Absolutely. just because they they seem it as being kind of scary and i think if you have a tribe a group behind you that can help you transition from lower school to upper school it doesn't seem so scary some of those kids have been down there since preschool and becoming one building all the way up to another building we know it's such a short walk a beautiful short walk but it seems so scary to yeah. them so Starkey and I have adopted this, your vibe attracts your tribe. So when they come up to upper school where they have council houses, it's not a new saying. We're kind of bringing them into um, the different types of topics that are being taught here in upper yeah. school. And it's a topic that we've talked about on the podcast multiple times of in lower school, we know that the most important relationship that the students have is with their teacher. Right. But as they transition, at some point in elementary, later elementary into middle school, the relationship that they have with peers actually comes and becomes more important to them than the relationship with their teacher. They still want to like their teacher. They still want their, to know that their teacher likes them. But that peer-to-peer -peer interaction mm -hmm. starts to take first seat, right? right? And so that's where you start to then get into social dynamics of, of the conflicts that arise and and the different things that you have to do to manage those conflicts it's because that peer relationship all of a sudden really matters yes and i'm not just working beside this person anymore this person you know i'm trying to figure out like is this person a friend or are they not and then how do i deal with that as i'm trying to figure that out and so that's that's really cool to hear that and and kim when you're thinking about what she just said as far as that social dynamics and that sort of thing that they're working on in fifth grade what does that look like as kids then come into sixth grade with, with middle school? So in sixth and seventh grade, since we have this magical two-year loop, we're able to build on that in the sense that they will have those peer relationships that they built in fifth grade, but we also challenge them to broaden their horizons. So they will have math and ELA with their grade band class, with the tribe that they have built, but they will have science and social studies with a new tribe, with that yeah. upper level um, tribe, if you will. And so it really forces them to step out of their comfort zone to make new fear, new peers and to make new relationships to really, you know, figure out where their place is. Um, it's so cool because at the end of the year, the kids are like, are you a sixth grader or are you a seventh grader? I can't remember. <laughs> and that is the beauty of our two-year loop. Right. Like, That's that awesome. is what we want. We want one big, happy sixth and seventh grade group. And so it's really yeah. cool. Um, and then I know that fifth grade, one of the big things that you guys get to end or do in fifth grade that's unique is this overnight trip to Tremont. Or that wasn't Tremont this year. It was Wesley, Wesley Woods. Woods. So it's an overnight experience. Um, and so what's that like when you're dealing with your fifth graders of, of they're getting to do something that they've never done before? It's kind of a maturity, like culminating fifth grade. I know they look forward to it, probably more than the teachers do. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that like for the fifth graders? Um, it is probably Mr. Starkey and I's like favorite trip of the entire year. I'm, and I'm speaking for myself, but we just have so much fun because they come in 
and they they think they know their group and they're like this is who i'm gonna bunk with this is who i'm gonna sleep with and starkey and i observe them from day one in july until we go to wesley woods in september like here are the groups and then we try to divide them a little bit into groups of four um just to kind of start the transition of you you're not always going to be able to pick your best friends for those groups because when we go to wesley woods we have obstacle course challenges and we have archery challenges and um different types of activities where the kids have to work together to win and be the best and if you know mr starkey at all he has to win and be (laughs) the best um so it's it's so amazing that when those kids come back the relationships that they build at wesley woods and just how much they change and their dynamics have changed and the growth that they have just in a really really long 48 hour trip that is super fun but it's it's just unique watching them grow from july just to that overnight trip and then it's at some point we see another transition almost after christmas every teacher sees the transition of growth again and um In fifth grade, we do so much collaboration, which I love. Starkey and I do a lot together um, where we put both of our classes together and do multiple different debates and multiple different projects where those kids are mixed up. And that is another big way that we were preparing them for upper school, where they're about to be grouped together with other sixth grade classes and other seventh grade classes. So they're constantly working with people who have different multiple intelligence, who have different smarts, um, to be able to learn and grow as well as Um, be able to share their smarts and intelligence with other people and just watching them grow and change from day one until they leave me is just such a beautiful process to see. And we're going to come back to some of what you just talked about, but when you were talking about the Wesley Woods thing, and that happens like September of fifth grade, which is kind of like the end of of first quarter. Yes. Um, When they go to sixth and seventh grade, one of the very first things we do is the blaze retreat. And so although it's on campus and not them going somewhere else, it is still kind of that same idea. Little magical and, moment where you get to see them change. It's so magical. Yeah. yeah. Um, they spend that first week in sixth and seventh grade classes, and then the Friday of the first week is when we do Blaze, and that's when they're sorted into their council house. So there's another yet group that they get pushed into to make them broaden their horizons, and that's not just a sixth and seventh grade group. That's a sixth through eighth group. So it's really cool to see how the, the sixth graders, you know, learn from the eighth graders and the, oh, I'm a Wadalisi B. I want to be a B. Um, it's just a magical time. Yeah. So. And it's, it's always fun talking to those fifth graders and sixth graders about what council house they think they want to be in oh, and yes. that sort of thing. And then, you know, the, the drawing from the, the bag, the storyteller's uh, bag and finding, finding out which stone they have and, and which council house now they're a part of sometimes it's it's exciting and then sometimes it's disappointing depending on what they what thought they had but by the end of blaze typically what we see is that they're starting to own whatever council house they're in and and they're starting to enjoy it and be part of whatever that group is explain a little bit about what are some of the things that you guys do as part of that blaze retreat to to help the sixth graders in finding themselves but also in learning how to kind of interact with that whole middle school group So the first two weeks of classes, usually we do not focus on um, core content. We are focusing on getting to know you activities, team building activities. Um, They will not know what council house they're in until that Friday. So we're really just one big group of sixth and seventh graders doing all these different challenges. We intentionally put them in mixed groups and we change their groups every day. So it's like, hey, I don't know you. And we get a lot of new to CBA families in middle school. So that is great that those kids come here 
you know, and feel at ease because nobody knows anybody. So it's like, <laughs> are you new here? I don't know. So it, right. it, it's it's great. It's magical. So. Well, and they change so much that even if they did know somebody in fifth grade, they they might, they might not, not remember. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We have a short summer, but it does a lot of stuff uh, in that in that summer, and it's one of those of like I said from the beginning of it shows once again the importance of the power of that relationship. Uh, we recognize that relationships are really the key to unlocking a lot of what we do here on campus. Um, and we always still want them to have a good relationship with their teacher, but recognizing the importance, like you said, you know, six, sixth grade, that first week, we're not, we're not doing content. We're not worried about, you know, math right now. I know math is your specialty and that's what you do, but we're not worried about math. We're worried about them learning how to develop those right relationships and, and finding their tribe, finding that, that way to interact and, and being comfortable. Um, going back to you, Megan, one of the things that I know you and, and Nick do so well is the project-based learning that we do, the, the different theme days. I know the one that always comes to mind, the easy one that comes to mind is like the, the 1800s experience that you guys offer uh, that the kids love. Uh, I don't know, um, you know what you guys once again think of it, but it's always fun to see pictures of that day because they get into chopping wood and making whatever and dressing butter. in their it's making butter, butter. It's butter. Uh, <laughs> dressing up in their period clothing and that sort of thing. Uh, so when you think about some of the, the stuff that you and Nick are able to do and, and have worked on developing and, and some that you've kind of inherited as being part of the group and other, you know, you're starting to find that voice and, and be parts of those groups too. What, what are you guys, I guess, what, what's the goal of, of some of these projects that you guys are doing and what's, what's the purpose behind them? I feel like a goal of our project-based learning is to allow the kids time as well as energy to be able to be themselves and to kind of show what they can bring to the table on a special day. So our immersion days for us are super exciting because they get to dress up, you know, like you said, in the 1800s or we have a 50s day coming up this quarter. And it just kind of allows them some expression of who they are as well as what we're learning. And I feel like the purpose behind it is just to show it just brings them into character of specifically like here's what they used to do and what they used to eat and um nick gave me the really fun challenge of trying to teach them how to sew on the carpet <laughs> and there were um do we have anything attached to the carpet when they were done or? no okay. no 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 but i'm not sure what was made we just all <laughs> did our very best um the butter on the ritz crackers was probably everybody's favorite as well as chopping the wood um but I just feel like the purpose behind those is because it just gives the kids space and creativity and curiosity to come together to collaborate um, and be fully immersed in what that day would have been like for those. And they're yeah. so much fun. It is the best controlled chaos day that you have all year. Yeah. And for our kids that are here, that transition then into sixth and seventh grade, that part of the learning is still very similar to what you guys do in sixth and seventh grade. There's a ton of of those kind of immersion days as well. So, um, and I know you guys rotate the content, um, but explain some of those experiences that you guys have then at the sixth and seventh grade level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so math and ELA, we will teach year to year, but science and social studies, they are on a two year loop. So those kids will get new standards every year. So this year, um, a big project that we had in math and science was our Operation Montserrat. Yeah. And that was a really cool experience where our kids actually got to communicate with somebody at NASA. Um, so that was in, an interesting day. Um, the kids loved it. 
Like they were on it in that room, and it was just amazing to watch. Well, who wouldn't love that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on. I know. Um, so that one was great. And then right now, we just started the first leg of our Amazing Race. That is our mm-hmm. big one for quarter four. It incorporates um, social studies, ELA, math, and even a little bit of science. So. Um, those are always fun because the kids make their own shirts. They get to design them. They get to do their little um, chant at the beginning. They get to go around to all these cool activities. And so it's just really cool to watch how different kids succeed in different environments. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Megan was yeah. saying, like just giving them another opportunity to slow down, to focus on the material, to really shine in a different light. And I think one of the things for both of you that I've seen out of kids, um, as I've observed you know, kids going through that day is how much they just enjoy being a kid that day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've watched the face painting that was walking around. Uh, there was a lot of uh, what looked like beards, beards yeah, um, but I'm sure. assuming there was some kind of tattooing happening. Stay tuned for family gathering. Okay, well, that's good. Um, and then uh, I think I saw some videos of them doing the New Zealand uh, Vegemite. Oh, the well, the Australian Vegemite mm-hmm. eating, yeah. And then I see them doing the dance thing that they do. I can't remember the, the name haka. of the haka. That's Stay it. Stay tuned for family gathering tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, like a good that's one. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're listening to this live, you need to go back uh, on YouTube and watch it uh, then because it's going to come out after this. Uh, <laughs> this is released, but the um, they're running around. They're interacting. It's the same with fifth grade of mm-hmm. of the rocket launches that happen. Are we doing that again? Fourth grade, 100%. fourth quarter. Um, to the you know the prairie uh, immersion day of they're just having fun being a kid Mm -hmm. and there's so much right now that we ask them really to grow up way too soon Um, and these immersion days allow these allow kids to just be able to enjoy the 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 time at school with their friends running around and and you know going from station to station and and interacting with their teachers and parents that volunteer on that day in, in new ways it's a really cool thing to see and and for our kids to be a part of um i know that you know one of my personal children that have gone through this process um for your medieval thing which i think happens next year correct It'll happen next year yeah. um you know they get to pick a character and dress up and create a storyline and everything and he was so excited about what he had created in his in in his persona which was an executioner love it i'm going <laughs> you know it's one of those moments as a parent that you just can't be much more proud and he was um, really good at making chain mail and he was saying. good at making chain mail yeah uh but it's skill to have right uh, <laughs> you know so it, it's just but it's exciting to see them just kind of take chances and risks and and say like let's do this i'm going to do this maybe because it's a little edgy or whatever that's what they should be doing during this time they should be kind of filling out like all these different avenues and and what might work and what might not work this has been the ignition point clayton bradley academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking problem solving collaboration and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills if you'd like to find out more about the school you can visit us on our webpage www.claytonbradleyacademy.org where you can find us on social media outlets at cba stem or at clayton bradley academy We hope that you have a wonderful day.